It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Because that's the bottom line. Because And so, goodbye. And good night. Bye. Settle! Because I'm better than you, and you know it. Yes, some man! But the rock is cooking! Now, welcome to Off the Mats with Alex Lowe's and Josh Silverberg. All right, everybody, you are listening and watching us on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network and our new home, StreamYard, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Off the Mat, the only wrestling show here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network every Saturday at 12 p.m. We only talk wrestling here. Sometimes we get a little funny stories in every now and then. Alex likes to talk about his experience at work, but that's all right. I'm Josh <laughs> Silverberg, uh, your host as always. And joining me, of course, my tag team partner, the man wearing his Hollywood Hogan shirt, and uh, a man who knows wrestling as well as anybody, Mr. Alex Lowe's. What's happening, dude? Nothing much, Josh. It's been an amazing week again for professional wrestling. We had NXT TakeOver, War Games. We have so much to talk about with so little time. And we have a special guest here coming up on Off the Mat. So stay tuned for that and keep keep stick along with us the whole way through the show. Well, yes, we do have a special guest, but I think I think somebody's trying to be the second special guest today. If you could see on my on my end, you could see Sammy is trying to Sammy's trying to sneak in, uh, if you could see him. He's trying to sneak in on the camera, Alex. He wants it on the show. He wants to talk about AEW this week because he watches it with me every Wednesday. So he wants to give his opinion, right? You say, yeah, I know your favorite wrestler is. Oh, don't say that one. It's not, don't say Natalia because she likes cats. That's terrible. Get away from me. <laughs> uh also, I love the Hollywood Hogan shirt. I won an interesting rap this week, Alex. Lance Archer. Lance Archer. I won a little Lance Archer this week. But uh, so a couple of new things. We're now on StreamYard, which is phenomenal. I think it's great. Um, also, the cool thing is I'm now in my new setup down here. So you're not just going to see blank walls anymore. You're now going to actually see pictures and posters and items and stuff like that. Um also, really quick, I know he's not listening, but I want to give a shout-out to my little nephew, Madden. It's his first birthday today, unfortunately, because of COVID and everything like that. Um, I was, of course, not able to make his birthday today um, with Jersey. They're not allowing people to travel to New Jersey right now with their higher COVID rates right now. So, unfortunately, I was not able to make it, but we're going to see him next weekend. So, shout-out to, of course, my nephew, Madden. Happy birthday to him. Like you said, Alex, there's so much to get to. This will also be our last week of doing our This Week in Wrestling History because we're not going to give it away. But Alex and I, uh, especially Alex, has definitely been planning some new segments for us to do in the near future. So, next week, we are going to get that set up. We're going to start that. So, this will be the last week. We're still going to do our finishing move. Still gonna do that. That's never going away. I think you would agree, Alex. That's been a mm-hmm. that's been a hit for sure. Yeah, it definitely has. But 
let's let's get to our uh, stuff that we need to get to, and that, of course, is how you can listen to us. If you don't have our app at this point, you're a fool. There you go. I said it. You're 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 a fool then if you don't have our app because our app is free. Okay, yep, absolutely free. You can download it, listen to all the shows on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's everything, and and the, and the cool thing is whether you have an Android, you can type in Worldwide Sports Radio on the Google Play Store. If you have an app, if you have an iPhone, you could go to the Apple Store, and you could type in WWSRN. So you could do that. Type that in. It is free. And just download. You could read our articles. Did you see the article I wrote this week, Alex? Oh, no, I haven't seen I it. Wrote, so I wrote an article about Sting in AEW this week, so you want to check that out. I wrote that the other day. It was really good. Um, so that article is up and running. You can check out articles, our show schedules. You can check out clips from the shows. If you missed our shows, you can rewatch it. We have great programs from Weapons Hot New York Jets podcast to the Ryan Hickey show, Below the Mic. Uh, no, um, but I'm trying to think what else is there. Wise Guys, the BS Sports Show, the Betting Show. You know, Belly Up Sports has been partnering up with us now. So we're doing different shows like that. Um, you know, everything that, of course, don't forget the Weekend Crunch with myself and Arrow Marks. Saturdays on 103.9 FM. You can check that out from 7 to 9 p.m. every Saturday on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Oh, I love that. Look at that. It has like our names here. I love this StreamYard thing, man. Yeah, I love Honestly, it. I love it. It's great. It is you know, great. You now can see you can now see Alex's surroundings behind him. You know what I mean? What he's in. He's in his dad's office, so you can see it now. Um, but that's it. You can check out. You can have our. You can have your smart speaker. Tell them to play. Uh, you can have. A, you can say Alexa play the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. She's upstairs. I'm downstairs, so she's not going to hear me. Um, check us out: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're, we're figuring out things with Periscope right now, so we're working towards that. We're going to fix that up by Monday. Um, so we're not on Periscope right now, but we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all the other places. Alex, how can the fans reach out to us and be a part of the show as well, especially now with it being much easier on StreamYard? So the fans can – they can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, at Show Slows, Josh Silverberg, at Josh Silverberg on Twitter. And you can also follow our Facebook page off the, at Off the Mat WWSRN. Same for our Twitter for Off the Mat. And you can follow the Worldwide Sports Radio Network at WWSRN underscore radio. Absolutely. And like you said, we have a very, very good show today. We have a special guest coming on at 1235. But let's get into it, Alex. And let's start with AEW this week, man. And, you know, they almost hit a mill. Um, in viewership, you, you, you knew that was going to, I, I knew this was going to be their biggest viewership this week because of Sting alone. Sting was going to bring that viewership. Yeah, he definitely was. With, you know, Sting, with Sting appearing and talking to Cody on the show and having that whole segment with, uh, with, uh, Tony Schiavone, that really, that really had to boost the ratings there for a Oh, absolutely. That definitely did it. But they also beat the demographic that they were lagging in the last few months with NXT. And, you know, it's unfortunate because NXT had a pretty nice show. Um, it seems like Finn Balor is healthy, but we'll get to NXT in a couple of minutes, um, because there was a big return that we need to discuss, um, in the next few minutes. And well, of course, we're going to recap war games and everything like that. And but I thought the AW show alone—it it wasn't just the Sting return that really was great. It was no. a couple of things that you know. Um, 
But we do have to talk about the promo with Don Callis Callis and Kenny Omega, the interview on Impact with Josh Matthews. I thought the I thought it was okay. I really didn't think that they had to do that whole that whole uh, promo with Josh Matthews crossing over to Impact. I just really I didn't think it was necessary. But it does open the doors to Kenny Omega going to different promotions like MLW. Well, uh, he's allowed to contractually, Alex. He's allowed to. He has a contract in New Japan that he could do some New Japan shows if he wants to. John Moxley and FTR have the same contract obligations that if they want to, they could cross-promote. But the thing was, Alex, like you said, it was the same exact – I loved – first of all, the promo was yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, the, the promo, promo – I mean, Don Callis was great, and Omega as a heel fits perfectly – but it was the same promo Wednesdays. It was Tuesday. Yeah, it was kind of like the same thing, the same kind of thing they said on AEW Dynamite last Wednesday. And when you look at the feats that Kenny Omega has accomplished and done his career, it says a lot about why he's one of the greatest wrestlers in the world. And Kenny said he wants to add more to his championship arsenal, and that's collect and win just about any championship in any promotion out there. So I love where AEW is going with this idea because it allows AEW to cross boundaries and do mm-hmm. something that hasn't been done yet. And I think it's a very smart idea. As for the interview goes, it was okay. But I love I did love seeing Kenny with end with his quote, the usual quote that we have at the beginning of our show. Goodbye and good night. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's been it had been a while since he did that. Um no, I thought the interview was great, Alex. I agree with you. I thought it was really – it was done very well. I think he's a natural heel. I think Don Callis fits him perfectly as his, as his manager, whatever you want to call him, his representative. I don't know what he is. But like I like I said before, it was the exact same interview. Yeah, it, it was Tuesday, was. and I was just like, okay, well, there was but The one thing different. I never knew about Don Callis is that he was there the whole time of Kenny Omega. Like, yeah, he, in New like, Japan. Nobody he, knew. Yeah, he announced, he announced his matches in New Japan when Kenny was there. Um, I didn't know that he was with them as a young kid. That I did not – that part I did not know. But the thing that I – I think – you, you you could kind of see that how natural Don Callis is. You know oh yeah, I mean? he 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 fits in perfectly with Kenny Omega. Exactly, it, it, it feels it feels right with him being behind Kenny Omega and being the person guiding him. Absolutely, and I think it it works. I'm like a, I'm like a mess right now with these headphones. It, like it fits in perfectly when it comes to the way that um the way Kenny's character is becoming. Look, he's becoming a heel. And that's really what it is. Now, I did also like the I did like the opening match between the Hybrid 2 and the Young Bucks. But the thing is, and it's just, because I ha- I'm going to go over when we go over NXT in a few minutes because I have a friend of mine who basically said that the NXT championship has been irrelevant for the last few months. And I'm going to explain as to why that is a terrible take. But I'll explain it when we do our NXT recap in a couple minutes because it's a god, in my opinion, it's a god awful take. And and we'll go over it, but the match was good between the Hyper Two and the Young. Oh yeah, it was and definitely. I, and and, 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 and Helico is going to get a match, and Helico is going to get a match next week against Cody. Cody, yeah. So there, you know, we were we were looking for months as to why, where have they been? What are they doing? Why aren't they on? Well, now they're on the last few weeks. What's your thoughts? What were your thoughts on the opening match between the Young Bucks and uh, Hyper Two? I thought the the match was amazing. I love how the Young Bucks did not allow TH2 to create any separation. And they stayed on the attack throughout the whole match. And 
TH2 had some incredible moves in this match against the Young Bucks and stuff I've never seen them do before, like new moves that they incorporated into their arsenal, into their moveset. And they are a very creative team and they are, they're very underlooked in AEW and I think they should be given more match opportunities. Match- they're athletic. They yeah, are athletic. They're very athletic. They're, you know, really, they're, really, they're really well trained. They can just about match up with the Young Bucks pretty uh, close. It is. And, and you see similarities. There's a couple of teams that are like that with the Young Bucks. That there. It seems like that's the route they go. Um, it was also nice to see the FT. It was also nice to see FTR back. Um, it looks like they're going to have a little robbery with Jurassic Express. That's, yeah, what, that's what it looks I like. Have, I do want to mention the Sting and Cody Rhodes promo. Oh, yeah. Go, go, go. The interaction between Tony and Sting, I thought that was really cool at the beginning because those two men have known each other for years, and just to see the respect they have for one another was awesome. And Cody said he's been waiting to share a ring with Sting for a long time, and Sting just kind of looked at Cody, glanced at him, and said he's not here for Cody, which is very interesting because I know could, who he's here for. Go, he, this could go any way. This could go any route. And Sting showed up to assist and help Cody when he was being affected, being attacked by Team Taz. But what Sting says, what he does is his business. And he plans to stick around in AEW for a while and really connect with the fans and really build build, build a reputation in AEW for the next five years that he's signed on. I know who he's here for. I know who he's here for. He even pointed at it when he said something looks really, really, really familiar. And he pointed right at the TNT champion, Darby Allen. And that is exactly who I think he is here for. I think he's going to manage him. I think he's going to be the guy. I think Sting is going to be in some tattoo matches with Cody and Darby in the beginning. I think Sting and Darby are going to form a team together. I would actually like that. I would love to see Like it, I would be ecstatic about it because Sting is my all-time favorite and Darby is my current favorite. So for me, it would be a cross kind of a, a thing of excitement. Look at what Darby's done. He has the black and white face paint. Mm-hmm. He sits up in the rafters, watches the shows. Sting did that in WCW. And that's why Sting pointed right at Darby Allen and said something looks really, really, really familiar. Really familiar. And I said, yeah. instantly, I said, boom, there it is. I said that is exactly who he is here for. That is exactly what he wants to do. And to me, I thought it fit perfect. I think it fits perfectly. I think, like I said, they're going to have Sting do some tag team matches with Cody and Darby, I, I think, against Team Taz. That's what I think they'll start with. Um, I would, I, I, you know what would really make sense is if, if they set it up this way. If AEW and Darby team with Cody – and then have uh, Sting turn heel on Cody right no, now. No, that no, would be a no, small no, idea. No, no, no. I would love that. I hate that. Sting cannot be heel. Sting is a natural baby face. They tried doing heel with him in WCW in two thousand ninety nine against Hulk Hogan, and the fans still cheered for him, including me. Sting is not a heel. He never can be a heel. I, uh, to me, I understand you want to make an impact. No pun intended. Uh, you want to do a little swerve. But to me, Sting, I think Sting, Sting and Darby together are perfect. You don't need them to be a heel. They, they're no, fine. They're fine it, def- it definitely makes sense to have them team together. Yes, absolutely. And, because Sting doesn't have a hero himself. I really, think it's a, I really think it would be cool to just have them in a storyline with Cody 
And you're right. He he would be better off a baby face, just like he was in the early 90s. Yes. The Absolutely. early 90s of WCW when he they showed up. They tried doing a heel, Alex. They tried doing a heel at the end of 99 against Hulk Hogan. It did not work. The fans no. were cheering more for Sin than they were for Hulk Hogan. They still were cheering for it. Didn't make any sense. It was it was wonky. It was out of place. It didn't do anything for anybody. Even I was still cheering for him, even when he was a heel. I thought it was. I'm like, okay. I'm actually thrilled he hit Hulk Hogan with a baseball bat because I'm I'm not a Hulk Hogan fan at all. No offense, Alex, but I'm not. <laughs> you can listen to the Weekend Crunch and Arrow and I could go back and forth on why I'm not a Hulk Hogan guy. And Arrow Arrow flipped out that I said that. And I said to Arrow, I said, relax, man. I said, take it easy. You know, you know what, what I mean? really interesting is that Sting didn't give us an answer right away. He just left a cliffhanger. But instead of – yeah, he, he left suspense at the end of that promo yeah. about his agenda, and I can't wait to see where it leads to, and I think it's going to lead to something very great. I think – I'm, I'm ecstatic about it. I'm happy he's here. Um, I'm not here to bash to, – to, you know, to be brash about myself. Read my article. Read my article. Alex, you'll like the article when you check it out. Um, read about it. It explains to you why this partnership is going to work between Sting and AEW. Then, then we saw Dustin Rhodes versus 10 of the Dark Order. Yeah, that was stupid. Whatever. At the end of the match, they kind of like did like a segment where Evo Uno was asking uh, Dustin Rhodes to join D the Dark Order as 7. And I saw a little pitch of that on Twitter where he was on – remember when he was on WCW? He was on WCW. He was seven for a day, and he he basically crapped all over it. And yeah. they, they just abandoned it after one show together. Yeah, I saw an image of that on Twitter because uh, one of the Dark Order members posted a picture of that on Twitter. So they really want they really want to have Dustin Rhodes Hangman's in the, interesting in the Dark one, Order. Hangman is and, uh, because they're going to have Alex Reynolds and John Silver team with him next week. So that's that seems to be the yeah, guy they're going after is definitely. Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, and they might be leaning towards Adam Page too. But what what really made sense was at the end of that, um, the whole thing it just uh, the turn of events that Dustin. It was just very interesting because. Eva Uno said that once he sees the light, he will understand what what he what he's what what he'll understand the whole situation yeah, he, exactly yeah he basically called um he basically said to dustin rose that he's like a third wheel of the cody rhodes family yeah i mean look that could be the case but uh what were your thoughts on the um two more things before we get to AEW? then we gotta go to break because we have our guest coming on at twelve thirty-five, and then we have the chris jericho's ultimate i was gonna say, actually i'm I forgot about that one. That's three things. So what's your, what were your thoughts on the Jericho thing? And of course on MJF winning the dynamite diamond again over um, orange Cassidy. So I thought it was really cool. I, I loved the promo at the beginning where they were all, it, they were all just trying to get on the same page. What really made me laugh was the, was the argument between um, Warlow and Jake Hager. Yeah. That, that was made me funny. Laugh. It I was cracked so up hysterically. <laughs> it's so great. I love, I love Warlow's reaction. It was so funny. And Jake Hager was like, I could stop staring right now. <laughs> and like uh, MJF, MJF, like we, we heard last week, he, he tried throwing in the towel and Cody and uh, Chris, Chris saw, he said, he, he saw him do it. Like he knew yeah. that MJF was trying to throw in yeah, the towel. Exactly. And then MJF explained that he would never betray them or stab them, stab the inner circle in the back. Yeah, and I don't buy he, that. He, but okay. he could see Sammy, Sammy was not having any of it. Sammy was just livid. 
Yeah, he, I know. He was not on. He was not on the same page with MJF there, and I feel like MJF next week. I feel like something else is going to happen with. Yeah, you MJF, never know. So they're going to circle. It's like peeling elements, as they say, right, Alex? That's exactly yeah. what it is. And so that's exactly well, really quick, let's I want to get to the main event real quick before we go to uh, NXT, because I have some things I want to say about NXT. Um Abaddon stuff. What do you like it? Are you not with it? Do you find it confusing? Um, I find it a bit confusing because they didn't really they didn't really pitch a much they didn't pitch much of they don't a build bubble. anything they don't build yeah, they really don't build as build build this up very they didn't so, build it up very much the women's division to me is always winged in AEW. you know what i mean they just wing it they're always like all right we're gonna do it this way yeah i don't really it. agree with that i feel okay. like they could have just added a promo because you uh, like abaddon too you like her yeah i love abaddon i think she's very talented i think there's a lot she can do in AEW, and i like how they're putting her into the championship focus into the championship picture but i think they just needed to add it add some promos and segments to make this understandable and interesting for the fans no i agree with you and you know the whole thing that's interesting with the um um really quick let's look into the main event what were your thoughts i i i now the thing is really quick alex i don't mean to cut you off but i want to state this Pentagon is actually injured. He didn't get injured from the match. He has a knee issue that they tried to hold off on him having to be out for a long period of time. And what happened is they wanted to put on something to make him seem to be injured. So it seems like he's going to be out, but I'm sure Pac will probably take his spot. Yeah, I was actually. I, I like ask, the Lance Archer stuff, though. I do. I was going to ask you about Lance Archer. What do you think about. Uh, Lance Archer being being put with Pentel, Zero M, and Ray Phoenix and Pat. What do you think about I, him? I'm intrigued by it. You know what? To me, Archer is not. <laughs> if you never, do you ever see the show Shot of Brandy? What Brandy? No. Show? She does her show about drinking. So, um, I never seen that. Is it? it, it on YouTube, it's, think, it's on yeah. YouTube. It's on YouTube. So, <laughs> Lance Archer. I've met Lance Archer before. And so um, I. he's a really nice guy. He's a nice guy, and he's, he's been really, on my. He, he's he really was, laid back. He was on my old podcast. He was on my old podcast. Um, so with Archer, I think it's funny when you look at the whole thing. Archer's awesome. Yeah, he really I, is. I love him. He was on my old podcast. And the thing is, I actually told um, our friend here, Jillian Cohen, here at the Worldwide Sports Area Network to reach out to him because he'll get back to him in, in a second to ask him something. Um so I definitely want to get him on the show here eventually. Yeah, I would love I, to have I, him. I, I love, I love, I love, I love, I love the fact that, um, I love the fact that he is joining uh, Death Triangle if that's what he's doing, you know. So look, it just makes sense because he's such a powerhouse athlete based on his size and strength alone, and he can do so much, so much based on his history in New Japan. We've seen him in a lot of physical, intense matches, including ones against John Moxley, ones against. Uh, sometimes they would have, they would have uh, the, uh, the the Suzuki Goon matches where they would have uh-huh. uh, Lance Archer take on take on Minoru Suzuki. And that was very interesting because it really just shows how much he can really do, how far he's willing to go and how much experience he has in these matches. So putting him against Eddie Kingston, the butcher and the blade, 
I think it makes sense. I I really think this feud this feud is not over between oh, Eddie not. And, and his group. No, no it's definitely not. not definitely and, not over. All right, so it, really, yeah, go it, for it. Now. Yeah, it's it. I cannot wait to see where it goes, but I, I it makes sense because Lance Archer. We saw last week he doesn't he does not respect Eddie Kingston. He does not like Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston kind of like was egging him on and poking fun of him. And like Lance Archer, once you poke, once you poke the bear with him, I love Lance you're, Archer. You're in trouble. You're watch you, watch watch the shot of Brandy episode. He eats tuna and peanut butter on the show. That's what he eats. So I'll leave it at that. Um, really quick with NXT because we got to get to break. Um, I just before we get to your thoughts, Alex, you mind if I just make a, a a point really quick about NXT because I need I feel like I need to defend them quick if that's okay with you. Yeah, okay. I'm okay with that. Okay, so pretty much what Sam, you want to get on the show too again? <laughs> this cat man, you know, um, pretty much. So when it comes to the, the, the thing about NXT that really bothers me, I have a friend of mine who said to me that NXT's World Championship hasn't been involved in months. It's basically a championship that hasn't been used or anything like that. Well, I'm going to explain to you why, because I wrote to him on Twitter and he never responded to me. Usually when they don't respond to you, that means you're correct and they don't want to admit it. There you go. I did it for him. Um, the NXT championship hasn't been defended in months. No. Well, I'll explain why. Let me explain why first. And then I want to hear your thoughts on my take, Alex, because I am interested to hear your thoughts on it. The reason why is because, okay, Adam Cole had the championship. It was great. The championship was defended really well. It was obviously something that was a big championship in the wrestling industry. It definitely was. Keith Lee won the championship. Had a nice little run. You know, it was a nice little run. Karrion Cross won it. What happened, to Car- it what, what, what happened to Karrion Cross? Why? What happened? He got injured. Thank you. So that's one. Okay. So they have a tournament. Finn Balor wins the championship. What happened to Finn Balor after he won the championship? He got injured. He broke his jaw. Thank you, Alex. Him. You said my point as to why it has not been the known championship on the show for a while. Because Too many injuries. That's what it's been. Hurt. You can't const- – you cannot sit there. And, and this is what – it pisses me off when somebody makes a – you can hear – I'm never mad on the show. Have you ever seen me angry? No. I, I, I'm no. so pissed when somebody says something so freaking stupid – like this, oh well, the championship hasn't had any meaning in months since Adam Cole had the championship. Yeah, you know why, dumbass? Because it's been hurt and injuries to these champions the last two times. That's why you can't I sit think, there and tell yeah, me that. And that's been NXT's problem. There's just been too many injuries. And, but it's not NXT's fault. That's no, it's not. Get, and I hate with oh, there's no meaning to the championship, dude. Their last two champions got injured. What do you want them to do? Yeah, it's, it's out of their hands. It's ridiculous. It, it, it's it's really it, common. It, it's far out of their hands, and that's what happens in wrestling. If people get hurt all of the time in matches, like things can go south pretty quick, depending on the situation and how, uh, depending on uh, the match training. Because I know wrestlers train before matches a lot. I've seen this when I was at ACW. Uh, they 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 time they, they train to time out their matches perfectly. But sometimes that 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 could that could end very badly, you know. It's just, it's just it's, so. It's, it's, it's just such a Alex, Alex. It's such a bad take. It's a really bad take, and I want to ask our guest this at twelve thirty-five about that take because it it really. Look, 
we've discussed on the show many times. I think NXT needs to have their own night, whether that's Tuesday night or that's Thursday night. I don't think yeah. they could, I don't think they could stay Wednesday nights anymore. No, I, 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 I don't. I think they need to change. Honestly, that. I think they should go to Thursday nights. Let let NWA have their Tuesday show on YouTube, or actually NWA has their show at six o'clock on YouTube, so they could do that. It's such a horrible take when their last two champions have been injured. What the hell do you want NXT to do about that? They can't do anything. And look, no, and everybody says, oh, this is bad for NXT. They got their ass kicked in the ratings again. I'm going to say, no shit they got their ass kicked in the ratings, Alex, because Sting was on the freaking show. You exactly. knew that was going to happen. Yeah, you knew that was coming because they pre- they showed a preview for it last week. They've been hinting about it on Twitter a lot during the week, and it's it's it sucks. I know. A bad take. It's and bad take. I feel for NXT. I feel for them because they're yeah. getting their ass kicked. And I, Alex, we've been doing this show for a while. I've never cursed on the air. That's the first time I ever cursed on the air. I'm so pissed about this take because it bothers the crap out of me. Because I feel bad for NXT because NXT has talent. Freaking Vince McMahon doesn't know how to use Keith Lee. And he sent him that back down to the performance center. You schmuck. You idiot. How do you uh, – Keith Lee is one of the top wrestlers in the planet. You don't know how to utilize him? You're an idiot. To me, that's right? just very, it's very disappointing to me. because It's such, it's such a mess That's right the now. one thing I hate about the Raw and SmackDown, the main roster for WWE. Oh, that's God. Why it's, it's just so bad. Like it's horrible. It's bad taste. It's horrible. It doesn't. It, you, you're not allowing your. You're not. You're not allowing the upcoming the, the 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 roster move. When you do a roster move, you're not allowing the new superstars to grow. You're not allowing them to have their moment, to have their opportunity, and really show that they're like really good athletes. And it's just it's such a. It's so such a. Bad. I, I'm sorry, Alex. I didn't mean to interrupt you at those times. I really, you know, I I I wanted to get that. It was it was bothering the crap out of me for the last forty eight or seventy two hours that that and, 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 and it bothered me, and I never get bothered on the show. And it was that really just pissed me off that take. That is one of the absolute, and I'm not going to say who said it, but it was one of the worst takes I ever heard. It definitely was. It definitely was, and I I saw a lot of people talking about that on Twitter. I saw people saying, Hard. "Oh, NXT's really gone south." So well, they've, they've gone really they've gone, gone south now. because they're competing with a brand that they just don't that that has an endless payroll. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's it's, um, it's not NXT's fault because they're just it's it happens it's it happens a lot in the wrestling business. People get hurt all the time. Exactly. So. When we come back, we're going to get into our This Week in Wrestling History really quick. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to take a shorter break than normal, Alex, because we have our special guest coming on at 1235. Um, Alex is going to introduce our guest because he's no, he knows him very well and everything like that. So we're going to get into what he thinks. We're going to get our little update on Japan. They have the tag league stuff finished. And then we're going to get our finishing move. What was it, Alex? We didn't do our NXT results. We did not do our NXT results, so we'll talk to our guest about the NXT results then. And we'll, 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 I had to say that take. I'm sorry. I know I took up time there. It was bothering the crap out of me. So you'll probably hate me during the break, so it's okay. <laughs> this is Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We're going to take a short, short, short break. We'll be right back. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. Everybody's got a price. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Off the Mat. We have Phil Stamper already with us, but that's okay. Let's get into our This Week in Wrestling history. Uh, Alex, well, Alex, Alex, give, let's give Phil the proper introduction okay. to the yeah. show, oh, man. man. Let's, let's not let's just welcome Phil to the show. Welcome. Glad to have you on, man. It's been, we're glad to have you aboard with us here on Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I appreciate First it. Thank how, you. how are you and your family doing and everything like that during this whole pandemic and everything? Things are good. Fortunately, nobody in my immediate family has gotten sick. Uh, some extended family, some cousins and some aunts and uncles, but but everybody's hanging in right now. So love so it. Got, That's good so news. my my this week in wrestling history, it's it's pretty interesting. We got WWE Armageddon from 2004. The attendance was 5,000. First match was Rey Mysterio and Rob Van Dam defeat Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Number two is Kurt Angle defeating Santa Claus. What? <laughs> was, it, was it Santa or Santa Claus? Was it, was it Santa? It was just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most bizarre, random thing I've seen on a card in a long time. Number three is Daniel Pewter defeating Mike Mazanian for, in a Dixie Dog fight. Number four is Danny Basham and Doug Basham, the Basham brothers, defeating Charlie Haas and Hardcore Holly. Number five is John Cena defeating Jesus in a street fight for the WWE United States Championship. Number six is Don Marie defeating Miss Jackie, and the referee was Charlie Haas. Number seven is The Big Show defeating Kurt Angle, Luther Reigns, and Mark Jinrak in a handicap tag. Number eight is Funaki defeating Spike Dudley for the WWE Cruiserweight title. And number nine is JBL defeating Booker T, Eddie Guerrero, and The Undertaker in a fatal four-way for the WWE Championship. So that's that's a really interesting card. A little random with the uh, Santa Claus popping up there. Just, But, you know, it, it, was, it, it was an interesting pay-per-view because you got a lot of big names like John Cena, The Big Show, JBL, Rey Mysterio, who's still, still wrestling to this day, even currently, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, so really quick before I'm gonna get to Phil, I want to talk ask about pretty much what you do and everything like that because I know it says on your Twitter profile, President of Wrestling Scene on Discovery. I do tell the fans a little bit about that and what you're doing. Yeah, right tell now. tell us about that and what, what's what what's really behind this. What's the story behind all of that? Sure. So, um, my name is Phil Stamper. Uh, I wrestled for a number of years. Unfortunately, after a long period of time, um, I have a hole in my neck. Um, oh, can't quite see the scar, but uh, I had ended up having uh, actually the same surgery that Edge did. I had fusion of my C5, C6, C7, um, had spinal stenosis, so had to cut back being as present in the ring as I was. But because I had also leaned into commentary and became was more of a mouthpiece in wrestling, I started to stand up and I legit became the general manager for something like five promotions overnight. Um, <laughs> and so it started to be this thing of like, well, Philip, you're really like running things in the world of wrestling. And then my brain went, yeah, it's like I'm the president of wrestling. And so that kind of caught on and people were like, yeah, that really works. So just kept rolling it through uh, the reference you made to uh, investigation discovery. And, and I can't remember what other one you said. Um, 
It was, I, I believe, yeah, it was, pre- I, th- I believe it was it. It was President of Wrestling, seen on uh, Investigation Discovery Wrestling, and then uh, Amazon, Hulu, you could see it all on there and everything like that. So if you want to discuss a little bit about what you do with that and everything. Uh, so I also have um, some experience with acting. I have, uh, you can go, I have an IMDb page. Um, oh, wow. That's really cool. That's big time when you do that, man. There you go. <laughs> um, some of it's been extra work, but some of it I've had some feature roles. So it's uh, I was on, I've been on two Investigation Discovery TV shows, uh, Evil Twins and Who Killed Jane Doe. Um, and that I've been in two Super Bowl commercials. Uh, oh, yeah, I did not know oh, that. So wow. one was for Pepsi, one was for Bud Light. So it was. Um, <laughs> that's good, in, though. It's you know, cool. awesome. In the Bud Light one, you see like this this much of like the back of my head. It's great. Like, <laughs> 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 but people found me. My sister in law found me before I found me. There you go. So there you go. See, family helps, right? That's always right. what it comes down to. So I actually wanted to get to because I have ads also really quick. Uh, I had neck surgery as well on my C5, C6. I had a bulging disc in my spinal cord. So for me, you being a wrestler and everything like that, what? how long did it take for you to get acclimated to realize it kind of like what Edge, you know, because with Edge, it took him forever to get back to the ring and everything like that. How long did it take you to realize, I don't know if this is going to be, in, like I, I could do this in the ring anywhere, but I could work outside the ring as much as possible. And that's what I wanted right. to do. So I had uh, for a number of years sort of leading up to when I had surgery, I had nerve pain all the way down my arm Mm -hmm. and into my back. Um, And so, you know, the first and a lot of people will say this when they have surgery, the first thing they they feel like when they wake up is, wow, I don't have nerve pain anymore. Yes. And I remember. Right. And for the most part, that was true for me. Um, What they also didn't know is that I also had shoulder damage. So um, there was still some compression on the nerve for a while. Um, but I have some permanent nerve damage in my in my back Ooh. and in my arm that flares up now and again. Um, it's not horrible. Like it's not. I mean, before the okay. surgery, the final like couple of months before surgery, I couldn't sleep. I w- I felt like my arm was on fire. Um, like literally feeling that sensation. It, it uh, and so it, I was sort of winding down physically a little bit before that because physically I I my left arm was almost useless. Um, and so when I got the surgery, it was like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to get better and be so, so super healthy. And then realized, Oh, I, I can't pick up anything with my left arm at all. Um, and it took, it took almost a year for some of the nerve connections to come back. So, um, and it's been now two and a half years since surgery. And I'm just now able to like really functionally use my arm and like, Oh, I can carry heavy groceries again and I can pick up boxes. It's, it's so, to, yeah. so from the wrestling perspective, because like I teach, um, I do grappling seminars because I have experience with judo and jujitsu. So I'll talk about like submission wrestling. And for me, I didn't trust myself in a ring to have a match. Like here I am. I'm going to pick somebody up and slam them when I my left arm is just a post. Like, no, that to me, that's not safe for myself or anybody else in the ring. Um, so, you know, you had to I had to curtail it. And it's like, well, how am I still going to be involved in this this sport that i love so much and have been so active in for so long and so i just transitioned into being more of a mouthpiece i still get physically involved when it needs to be of course um, but um for the You're most part very cautious you gotta yeah. be very cautious you gotta be self-aware yeah the the my weirdest um i mean because things happen and you know you kind of lose coordination a little bit too after surgery sure. um and so like i fell a couple of times like within the few months after surgery and i remember i think it was like four months after surgery i was actually at a wrestling event and it was an outdoor event. I'm sitting at a picnic table and uh, somebody sits down next to me and we're just watching and about an hour goes by. 
the entire table flips up and flips me backwards. Oh. And I take this solid bump um, in gravel. Oh, and I don't even mean to laugh. That's just... No, no. Because oh. in, the, in the moment, this is my process went, can I move? Okay, I can wiggle my fingers. And a ref who knew, who knew me came over and was like, oh, my God, Phil, are you okay? Yeah. And I just start laughing. I laughed for probably five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> You're probably thinking my luck, right? We'll right. So, Phil, I have a quick question of sure. for you. So, when when training wrestlers, what's the most important thing that you that that they have to learn, they have to go through? Um, it's a little bit of a mix, right? It, it, because there's that part of you have to learn the, the aspects of wrestling, like how to wrestle. Um, people who've never had that uh, that competitive sport. Um, component well okay then you have to physically learn it um then you have to be in good enough health to be able to compete um and you know there's people of all different sizes and shapes who join in professional wrestling so how do they get to that point where they're going to be sustainable inside of a wrestling ring um but a lot of it and and you know everybody sort of says the the sort of shut up listen component um and that's that's so important because you know, people will, of course, question and questioning for clarification is great questioning because you don't they don't believe it's a thing or, well, why should I do this thing? It's like, well, no. Um, and then you start learning all of the aspects of, you know, how's the psychology of wrestling? How, how do you contact a promoter and, and present yourself? Um, how do you build a resume for wrestling specifically? Yeah. Um, so, so there's how do you cut a promo, um, which I also do seminars on, too, because now I have this experience. Speaking of Mike, exactly. so, and there's those are a lot of important things because a lot of wrestlers they need to know how to ru- do promos, what to say, how to present it, and basically just how to really connect with the crowd and the audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I remember one of the takeaways that I got when um, they created the WWE Performance Center was that they had a little production studio there and they had a way that people could film their own promos and bring them in. And I remember hearing that and I was like, that's so crucial to be able to do. And to see a guy like to, like today, uh, Killer Cross. Well, not today, today, but recently. Well, now, Carrion Cross. I'm not yet. Yeah. You <laughs> call him Killer Cross. Can't um, call him Killer anymore. Right. So <laughs> Cross filmed his own like a promo, sort of as a demo. Did it himself. Gave it to the WWE team, and then they basically refilmed it and just added a little bit of more of like dimension and shadow and light. But it was really the creation that he put together that help then build what he's doing. And so many guys now who get a lot of the recognition for some of the things they're doing and some of the guys who are being picked up are being picked up because they've put together these amazing video packages that tell this exactly. dynamic. Like uh, recently, uh, WWE, I talked about this last week with Josh. They added uh, Alex Zane to the Performance Center. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've seen his video packages. His are amazing. Like If you haven't seen those, you have to check it out on his YouTube channel because they're very well done. Yeah, absolutely. And Phil, I wanted to get your take on this because Alex and I, we were talking before, actually, you know, we're getting to war games right there that we want to get your take on it. But I got to ask, you know, you, you see AEW nearly hit the million uh, range in viewership, which, look, we knew was going to happen once you heard. Yeah, we all knew you know, that. Once you, you knew Sting was going to be on the, on the show, you knew that was it. It was over. Yeah. Is it is it time for NXT, in your opinion? Because NXT is still a very good show. Mm-hmm. To maybe move to another night, a Tuesday night, a Thursday night, and trying to maybe stop competing with AEW because AEW with Tony Tony Khan has this, I guess, endless page. You know this this uh, you know this check where it's just it, there's no limit to it. I'll get right. whatever I need to get done. Or should they try to continue with this war that, frankly, 
And I'll say it, they're getting their ass kicked right now with this. So what gets what gets complicated with the WWE is that WWE isn't necessarily wrestling on television. It's a television show that sometimes features wrestling. And so in television world, the way I don't understand this myself because this doesn't compute to me, um, television execs sometimes go, well, wait a minute. I remember I first learned this when like Smallville was a big hit on television mm -hmm. and here comes UPN and they're like, we're going to put Star Trek enterprise against Smallville. Oh, and it's I like, that. Oh, isn't that no. the same market? Like the same yeah. kind of crowd you want. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, you compete because viewers are active at that time. And if we can take viewers from them, even if it's not going to be the winning viewership, you know, we still get a part of that pie. And so there's that aspect of, WWE that is so much based on television production that I don't know if they're going to make that decision or not. It might be a network that says this is the decision we're making for you. And right now, Thursday nights, unless you're watching something on streaming, doesn't have television uh, televised wrestling on it. Alex, did I say that right before Phil came on? I said they should. Yeah, you definitely did. NXT. That they move, NXT needs to move to Thursday night because yeah, they're, they're better off going that there's route. No, Phil, there's nothing on there because you got yeah, Raw Monday and NWA Tuesday, AEW, I mean, Impact as well Tuesday, AEW Wednesday is up Thursday. Why right. not? They take their take I mean, it and run with it. I'm doing it. It, 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 also, it would also give them more TV time and more time mm -hmm. to focus on building the characters that they have on NXT mm -hmm. and really just building their promos and giving going that route and giving their giving a, a, the audience a way to connect with NXT better and really see why NXT is a really good brand. I mean, I do a, a streaming on my own channels of, of independent wrestling matches that I get from promoters on Thursday nights at eight because. There's no other wrestling on, so yeah. why not? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, did you want to ask something? Yeah. I, so, Phil, I wanted to get your thoughts on the NXT Takeover main event. It was very well done. I enjoyed the main mm -hmm. event, uh, the the War Games main event between Undisputed Era and the Brand. What were your thoughts on that match? And uh, can you tell us? Can you like break down exactly how they prepared for this match and how much how much uh how much it took for them to stay, get warmed up and be ready and really be in sure. the best shape for a match like this. Cause matches like these are very intense, very physical mm -hmm. and literally you're putting your body on the line in, in every part of every moment in, in, the, in these matches. The, the, the worst I ever felt after a match personally was in a cage match where somebody did a coast to coast to me. And I had like a chair next to my face inside of a steel cage. And like, I remember just feeling this this whole vibration in my body that just lasted for like 45 minutes. Yeah. And now imagine the dimension of you're just not on a ring. You have the surface of a steel cage that you're hitting up against. There's weapons. There's tables. You have that dy the dynamic of that space that's between the two rings that I'm so glad people are like, oh, there's space between the two rings. Let's functionally use it in a war games match. Yeah, really, right? Let's use the steel right between the two and power bomb somebody on it. That's exactly. a great idea. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know because I did that once in a war games match. And I was like, this makes sense. Like, why aren't we doing this? It's you know what, you know, and in the women's match too, Phil, they did the same thing. They did. Yeah. You um, know? But it's just that, like, you you just go into it and it's like, you know, it's going to be brutal. You know, it's going to be hard on your body, but you have to be uh, more brutal uh, to the other other person. And when you go into it, it's a fight. It changes the whole dynamic of you're not walking in necessarily to a wrestling match and you're trying to go hold for hold with somebody. You're trying to be punishing, um, and it's exactly. going to you're be trying to you're trying to you're trying to deliver a good performance and really keep the fans on their feet. Mm -hmm. And for me, the the 
the best part of that match was when Undisputed Era was they took out the rest of Team McAfee, cornered Pat, and for months, like Undisputed Era, for months they were just trying to uh, get back at Pat McAfee, who was antagonizing Adam Cole and antagon- antagonizing Undisputed Era. And the, the one of the things that surprised me in this match was Pat McAfee climbing to the top of the cage and doing a swanton from the top of it, and that really that really got me in shock because I've never seen you, 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 you don't think you don't think Pat McAfee would be able to do something like that. You didn't, you don't think you think looking at him, he's not capable of doing something that extreme, but it, it really, it really was a really good way to make the match uh, interesting and really keep people uh, ex- excited about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, Phil, I gotta ask you this question because it, it, it there was something that there's a, there's another guy that I do a show with, Errol Marks, who runs the station. It's really I, I'm gonna call him out because I know he's listening right now. Oh yeah, he is. He's grinding. He's grinding my gears. We had a debate yesterday on who was the better wrestler, Hulk Hogan or Randy Savage. Ooh. He said Hulk Hogan. I said Randy Savage, and I don't think <laughs> it was close. Um, Hulk Hogan was popular because, one, he kissed Mr. McMahon's ass, and two, because Hulk Hogan did his promos at 95% of it you didn't even understand other than the vitamins and the prayers thing. Um, Randy Savage had memorable promos like cream of the crop. Yeah. That with the creamer. He literally took a coffee little creamer circle, and he made a promo out of it. That's genius. Mm -hmm. In your opinion – now, please don't make me wrong on this, Phil. Remember, Ah. no pressure. (laughs) Who, in your opinion, was the better wrestler, Hulk Hogan – or Randy Savage. If it if it's a question of wrestler as in technique, I would say Randy Savage. If it's a wrestler and the aspect of pro wrestling and sort of that what I talked about that whole encompassing yes being of an entertainer and promo work and all that, it is Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, but, but was Savage ever allowed to work though? Because Vince used to just give Hulk Hogan everything. If if you watch earlier in his career, yes, absolutely, uh, he he was. Um, but you're right. Hogan was the guy. Hogan was, was. the man. Even John Cena, and that's exactly in the and that's what right. it was. I mean, and I'm gonna fast forward like 20 years later. But like when when John Cena was first coming up, and you kind of just knew he was gonna be the guy, and Hulk Hogan was under the mask as Mister America. <laughs> I remember that too. I I wanted because I think he was Mister America on SmackDown, but Hulk Hogan on Raw. I yeah, kind of wanted. I wanted him to be the mentor for John Cena, both both on camera and like in real life and be like, okay, brother, this is what you need to do. Because at that time, I remember like John Cena was selling like a five-year-old child who was beaten. Like, like it was, it was so <laughs> over the top. It was like, how is this ever going to be believable? Though John Cena's built like a, like a truck. He looks like he's just been beaten repeatedly and he doesn't like really come back super strong that Hulk Hogan had learned that moment. And, and I was like, he needs to really teach John Cena this. At that time, that's what that's sort of my impression that I had of that. And when um, you listen to some of the stuff about the Monday Night Wars, and even when Hogan first went to TNA for a little bit, the conversation about what he brought in terms of production, like he knew how the WWE put a, an event together on camera. And so he taught that to WCW and he taught that uh, to TNA when he went at the time. And so like he brought some of those elements of production with him that then boosted those companies. Um, and I think that means a lot on what he brings then as an overall person in the world of professional wrestling. Um, 
Randy Savage, though, the better wrestler. And I will never take that away from. And oh my gosh, did he ever have memorable promos? I have the shirt down here in my in my basement. WrestleMania three, Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage. I mean, Hulk Hogan, in my opinion, Phil Hulk Hogan never had. I mean, if you want to say the body slam, it's funny because Andre Hogan is supposed to be that memorable match at Mania, right? Because Hogan right. did the body slam. But what's the match that everybody really remembers from WrestleMania three? It's Hogan's. It's Steamboat. I mean, Savage Steamboat. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's to me is that builds up everything right there. And and even though like to me Hogan great personality in the world of professional wrestling, other than you know his personal life choices. Which, um, well, if you think we about on that too yesterday, we touched on that too. Errol yeah. and I. <laughs> if you think about though, sort of pop culture influence, and yes, Hogan connected like the world of rock because he had been a Hollywood personality and was able to help build those some of those bridges. But then if you get into like what happened next, like okay. Tell me one commercial Hulk Hogan was in that you can immediately think of off the top of your head. And then can you think of Snap into a Slim Jim with, with Randy Exactly. Savage? That's like, exactly it. Like, as I said that, because I, I was really sitting here going, like, I can't think of one with Hulk Hogan. What was, what was it that Hogan was in, Phil? He was in the, 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 the brawler, the Basham brawler action figure things that he did. And then other than that, I mean, I don't really know any other. Rocky three Was in the movie. But, yeah. I, 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 but wait, hold up. Savage was in Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so I could turn that back and say, "Well, well, you know." But Hogan did it before Savage did it. Yeah, I know. You know, you really. <laughs> well, I want. Do you remember these things, by the way? Oh, I do. I totally do. You remember do. this? So my my mother found this in the attic, and um, because they used to make noise. That one definitely doesn't make noise anymore. That yeah. one's they're completely dead. So um, I just wanted to show you that. But Phil, before we let you go, um, there's something we do here on the show. It's called the finishing move. Now it's something that we haven't talked about on uh, on the show or with you. Any wrestling topic that you want to discuss that maybe we didn't ask you about. So I don't want to. I always use to Alex. I don't want to put you on the spot. Um, I mean, is there something that we didn't discuss maybe with you that you want to talk about that you want to say? So um, just you know, with everything going on with the pandemic, a lot of events have been canceling out. Um, but it was fortunate enough to be able to do some pre tape work with. Um, uh, a brand new company that's working with uh, a streaming service called IWTV. Um, so IWTV is a streaming service for independent wrestling. You can go to IWTV.live or independentwrestling.tv. Um, and Camp Leapfrog is sort of this campy, wacky, fun, um, what happens if wrestlers went to a summer camp and then stayed all year um, kind of uh, film opportunity. So there's matches and vignettes. Um, so we had an opportunity to do something live a few weeks ago, and then we pre-taped something that's going to debut on Christmas Eve. Um, so lots of fun. Check it out, Camp Leapfrog. Um, you can follow their social media, all of their social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Camp Leapfrog. So make sure you check that out. And otherwise, you can check me out on my social media, which I tagged in my name tag, at uh, PS Phenom on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Snapchat. I don't Basically, anything legit, find me there at PS Phenom. Awesome. Thank you awesome. for joining us, man. Thanks, Absolutely. man. We really we really appreciate you appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. On. You're welcome. All right. That's Phil Stamper, guys. All right, Alex, before we uh get going and we're finished and everything like that, let's get we don't have enough time, obviously, to do no, that. We no, don't. But that's all right. But Phil gave us a great interview. Great yeah, interview. He did. You know, so thank you for getting that guest for us, Alex. That was awesome. Um, do you finish your move, man? Because we're at that time already. Yeah, so my finishing move is this. So if you saw this picture, I want to put it up on the screen. Uh, the Thunderdome is now at Tropicana Field. Here's the picture of that. There you go. 
Yeah, it, it, I, I, so they're going to be in that venue. They're going to be in Tropicana for three months until until Tampa tells them they have to move and that until the baseball season starts. But I think the whole idea, I, I, I love how they're moving into this new this new area. And I think it's 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 a smart idea to have them go across from Amway Center to now Tropicana Field. And I think it would for 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 Tampa to allow wrestling to come into their venues, that's a smart move because not only are they giving they're not only are they giving WWE money, but they're also giving the WWE's giving money to the venue. Yeah, for for sure. For me, it's a matter of reading into it, but New Japan has come to the conclusion of their tag team uh, tournament as well as their Super Junior tournament. We trail fantastic. Uh, excuse me. Um, in Suzuki Goon, uh, El Desperado, he unmasked himself. He did all that. Um, I thought it was a great tournament. I I I, I had a feeling. Um, I um. Who was it that won it in Lij? What's his name? Uh. Alex, what's his name? The one that won it from uh, Lij, the one that just won it. Um, Aroma, Aroma, Aroma just won the tournament. So for me, uh, I thought that was a big thing. I loved it. and I enjoyed every second of those tournaments. Um, that's it for our show today. I want to thank Phil Stamper for stopping on with us. For sure, we'd love to have him on again. And listen to the fans. Check us out. Download our app, WWSRN, if you have an iPhone. Worldwide Wait. Sports Radio, if you have an Android. What's up, Alex? Uh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, so we definitely want to check that out for sure. If you haven't downloaded our app yet, please do so. Recheck the show. Do a lot of things. Um, you know, WorldWideSportsRadio.com as well. Check that out. Go on the internet. Our brand new website. It's up and running. It's phenomenal. It's great stuff. And look, check us out. You know, not just our show, but there's other shows as well. The Ryan Hickey Show, Wise Guys, Below the Mic, Down to the Wire. Uh, the BS Sports Show, uh, Belly Up Sports. You have, of course, don't forget the Weekend Crunch with myself and Arrow Marks every Saturday at 7 to 9 p.m. on 103.9. For myself, for Alex Lowe's, I want to thank everybody. and Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend, and we will speak to you next week. Take care and enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good weekend, everybody. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio.